You're listening to the Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Haley Amos, Manager of Communications and Social Media for Breeders' Cup. She is educating an entirely new generation about thoroughbred racing. She grew up in the industry. She's the daughter of one of the most well-respected thoroughbred trainers out there today, Tom Amos. But Haley is making her own mark on horse racing culture, if you will. And that's why I thought it'd be really fun to interview her. And in these weeks leading up to the Kentucky Derby, we kind of see the Kentucky Derby through Haley's eyes, right? Like restaurants that she likes to visit, the all-important where do you buy your hat and your dress, where are you hanging out Derby week, and of course, her top picks. I'm excited to dive into professionally what you've accomplished because I think I'm so fascinated with what you do because I feel like it's just engaging a younger generation in horse racing. And we'll get to that in a moment. But a lot of people may want to know, what is it like growing up, Tom Amos's daughter, in horse racing? Did you get to a point where you're like, no, I don't want to go to that race this weekend? You know, was it boring after a while to you or what was that like? Well, it's funny because I would say that I I grew up horseback riding and I have always been very passionate about the horse as an animal. So I loved going to the backside to, you know, visit my dad's horses, but it wasn't until I was in college that I really fell in love with horse racing as a sport. So like, yeah, when uh, people would go to the races, my dad be like, come on, Haley, we've got some horses running. I'd be like, oh, you know, like I'll go hang out with my horse at, at the barn instead. So um, it was when my dad had a horse named My Loot that was running in the Kentucky Derby. And I actually, it, it's funny, I uh, got on Twitter because um, I had to create an account for a class I was taking at LSU. And um, I noticed that people were talking about My Loot and they were talking about his works on Twitter or they were talking about, you know, how he performed in his last race and that they think he's got like a chance, you know, He was at the time running at the fairgrounds for some derby prep races. So I became an active listener. I actively started searching my loot and really got attached to the way that you can communicate with people um, on the sport and like really feel like you're even more into it than than before I had ever felt connected. So I, uh, my loot was a really special horse for me because uh, going through that entire uh, derby campaign, he wound up finishing uh, third in the Preakness. I think he got he got fifth in the Kentucky Derby. But um, going through that entire campaign with him and following up with it, it made me realize that not only um, can people feel more attached to horses in the sport through social media, but also that uh, my father needed to have a social media presence. So um, how, how did that. you take that advice, Haley, when you gave that to him? <laughs> you he did not take it lightly. No, he was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, in fact, I did a senior project on him and on his digital footprint, which was absolutely zero. He had no social media, no website. And so um, I created this whole like presentation and got an A on the project and presented it to him. And he was like, I'm not ready for all of that, but like, we'll give Twitter a shot. And, and now he's, I mean, this weekend, he's like, Haley, what are we tweeting for Easter? So oh, he, wow. he's very yeah. active into it too now. So, but that's so interesting what you would say about Twitter, because I didn't realize I did this, but I think now, like, as I prepare for Derby coverage, I get <laughs> most of my information from Twitter because I, I want to see, I follow the people I need to follow who have the digital footprint, right? 
And that's how I'm digesting information. Um, And I think it just engages people in a whole different way. It's uh, the Twitter community is in particular for a horse racing industry is a a very unique space. Um, There is, I feel like a lot of opportunity to connect with people through that. And like you said, the younger generations, um, while they're, we can talk more about that, but like, while they're not necessarily all on Twitter, I think that people can really feel connected and attached to the horse, the sport, the connections via Twitter when there's a presence there. And that's, that's really cool. And that's going to be the future. And I think too, when I see where people are for me, it's a, well, I want to be there. Well, what, you know, it's, it's enough to see the barn and the horse, but then I'm like, well, wait, I want to go there. Right. It translates into, I guess, motivating me or influencing me to attend, which I guess is the whole point. Right. And I mean, and that's what we do um, at the Breeders' Cup. You know, there are, um, we do a bunch of uh, challenge races. So if a horse wins that race, they can automatic birth into the Breeders' Cup. And we know that everyone can't go to every race and we want them to feel like they're physically there. So we've got a team um, across the country that we make sure we go and capture the race and make it feel like if you physically couldn't go to that race, that you still feel attached to that winner of that race or that horse or the racetrack um, and feel like you've got that vibe. And and we want people to feel like they want to go to the racetrack. So while they physically can't be there every time, that motivates them to uh, go the next time. You were an intern at Brown Foreman, right? I was. And then you were at Estes, which is one of the premier marketing PR companies, uh, kind of, I feel like in the, I feel like they are Kentucky, right? They understand food, beverage, and the whole flavor of, of the Kentucky Derby. When you were there, I mean, what great experiences, first of all, I mean, many people give their right arm to be in those places. At what point did you realize, you know what, I, I kind of, I want to, you could, you could have stayed at any of these places. When did you realize, you know what, I'm, I still need to do more, or I need, I haven't found like my spot yet. So I will say that uh, my internship at Brown Foreman was definitely like the pivotal moment of like, I, I picked, I picked public relations as my major, but I still was not sure. They always say, oh, like you're going to change your major uh, four or five times. The average student does. I I stuck with it all through college. And I was like, is this the right thing for me? And um, at Brown Foreman, I got to experience the campaign side of things uh, with PR and just fell in love with it, um, fell in love with the connecting with people and the brands, as well as the storytelling. And I think that that's something that's remained consistent um, on whether it's PR or social media. I've always liked to be a storyteller and find stories to share. So um, it was when I graduated college, I I, I really enjoyed uh, the liquor side of things, but I wanted to who does sure it? That, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, it's Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I um, I wanted to try social media. So I joined a social media agency um, in New Orleans, and we did. I did actually uh, the New Orleans tourism. So visit New Orleans. Um, we we handled all that hospitality, and I really enjoyed that. And I did that for a couple of years, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I, I want to get back to Kentucky um, and look into some more like hospitality, liquor, maybe go back and see what what's there. And uh, when I worked for Estes, a PR, I wound up um, getting assigned to handle a PR campaign for a horse named Chocolate Martini. And uh, she ran in the Kentucky Oaks. um, And doing that was when I was like, okay, 
horses is for me. So this in the, this horse racing sport, I think is is something that's very special. And to have the opportunity to get to expose it to future generations, I mean, that's what I'm passionate about. I want this horse racing sport to be around for my grandchildren's children, and I want them to love it just as much as I do. So, so in the Breeders' Cup opening director of communication social media came up you're probably like oh this is it this is well this it's is- actually funny I was um I actually got a full ride offer to uh Georgia I was gonna huh. get my MBA there and I got a phone call from a mutual friend and he's like we've got this job for you and I was like I'm not looking like I've got my plans set and he's like no you want to hear about it and I was like okay tell me and he was like it's the communications and social media manager at the Breeders Cup and I was like okay, let's, let's talk. So yeah, no, it you was can always do grad school. You can always do, you can do that later in your spare there, time. There's, 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 yeah, as I say, there's online opportunities yes. and, um, to work for the breeders cup, which is such yeah. a, I mean, I, I absolutely have adored how they have handled their program throughout the years, the way they treat the horsemen, the way, uh, I, I firsthand experienced treating, uh, my father, like it's, I was, it was such an honor to be um, asked to even have an interview and to be here today. I am so proud to represent them. And so last year, last Breeders' Cup Del Mar was your first one. It so was. What, what was that like? Um, I, I, I liken it to camp, I, which is like a really weird comparison. But like, honestly, I, I told my friends when I got back, I was like, I miss it. Like, I want to be back there because by the time you get out to Del Mar, which I got out about two weeks before, we've got all of our social media and content like planned. Um, so it's a matter of getting out there, capturing the content, uh, getting those behind the scenes moments, um, clipping video and editing. And we've got a full team that we work with, um, a social media agency called Grand Slam Social. And so between myself and Grand Slam Social, we are all over the backside getting video, getting whatever during leading up to the actual Breeders' Cup event. And then those two days, like they're, they're a blur. My, my feet are swollen by the end of the day, but like there's a big smile on my face because it is such a thrill and it's such a wonderful two, day of, two days of racing. Um, we're, like the horses are all on display. It's the world championships. It's, it's fantastic. And what does Breeders Cup have a TikTok? I don't even know if Churchill Downs or the others have TikToks. You guys have so, a TikTok. Actually, that is something I did when I when when we joined. I was like, we need to launch a TikTok. So um, we launched it with the plan that for we were going to focus on you know entertaining um, up till uh, we get our first five thousand followers. So we utilized a lot of behind the scenes footage that we captured during the challenge series, and we applied it to trends that were going on, like trending sounds or however we could make it um, entertaining and just trying to get in front of people. Uh, Once we hit 5,000, which we did right at the end of uh, last year, now we've kind of transitioned to, while we're also doing entertaining uh, trends, we are going to focus more on educating too. So telling stories um, about the horses that are known, like we just recently did one on Zenyatta that went, went viral. Um, we did one on Nick's Go. So we're doing that. And then we're also having a little fun um, and just like recognizing what works with TikTok. It's a, it's it's yeah. definitely an experiment. So um, we've got some playful things out there as well, but we want to make sure that we use that space to share uh, the sport and the horses of that sport. So 
The Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. Horses, bourbon, and the great outdoors. That's Kentucky. Original, majestic, and wide open. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your road trip at KentuckyTourism.com. So when you look ahead to Keeneland and Breeders' Cup this year, no, no pressure. It's kind of on your home turf, right? <laughs> like, are you already thinking, okay, without revealing like too much of what you want to do, just what new things do you think you want to try um, after kind of already going through it one year? I definitely think we will um, focus more on video content just mm-hmm. because TikTok is um, the future of social media branding, as well as reels uh, for Instagram, they're really popular. So we want to make sure that we get a lot of uh, video views because right now that's where the social platforms are trending and putting in front of more people to get impressions and engagements. So that's going to be a focal point for us. We also want to have, um, we are in the discussions of having more of an opportunity for some on-site um, whether it's video or picture, we're still working on that, but um, having people really have spaces where they want to capture and promote the Breeders' Cup themselves. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to take a picture and share that they're at the Breeders' Cup? Um, Also, we're going to do some, we've got some content um, uh, partners that we work with, and we are going to schedule out a couple things a little differently than uh, we did in the past, um, just to make sure that all of that content gets in front of as many people as possible. So uh, we are actually, I'm in the fun stages right now because we're talking about all of those things and it's, the sky's the limit, so. Are you excited about Derby? I feel I like it's so wait. back to normal, right? I like- know, I, I uh, you know, everyone's got to get their hat. Everyone's got to get their outfit, their dress. I will say I'm a little behind on the dress. So, oh, no, no, uh, no. Those are all my, the rest of my questions is what do you, like how, how, where are you shopping? And, okay. and are, if you haven't got it yet, where do you know you like to go to get a variety of different things? Because you have to probably plan for like backside to nice event. Where in the world do you change? I have many questions about <laughs> how many barns do you change in? I'm very fortunate that my father has a barn that I, and I can change in the tack room. That's, that's, also, that's very lucky. There's uh-huh. a lot of jeans on the backside, yeah. but uh, for the dress itself, I, uh, Von Mars, one of my favorite places yeah. to shop in Louisville. I mean, it, it, I got my prom dress there. I, I, I absolutely love that spot. Uh, Rhodes. I know that um, Christine Moore, who does um, our hats, she is selling her hats. She's there like the best. She, she I, does find, I found her like we finally met um, last Derby. And yeah. then, right, she got me all ready just for Keeneland Fall Meet, just because she's like, well, you've got to have a hat. I said, well, I'm not doing any work there. She said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, it's so, she'll, she encourages us to wear hats, you know, during the challenge races and they are always fabulous. So I I love, I love representing her and wearing her. Um, And then, you know, I will tell you like my little secret. um, I buy a lot of dresses from the real, real and the outnet. So they're both um, designer brand websites, but you get them for about 50% off. So yes, maybe the dress might be uh, last spring, but uh, chances Nobody's are, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say chances are you're not gonna get called out on mm-hmm. it. I, I have yet to get called out on it, but I might be shooting myself in the foot now. So we shall see. I, I, um, I've got a couple dresses that I've looked at from there that I'm thinking I'm gonna pull the trigger on. Do you do the hat first or the dress, or just kind of go with whatever happens for that event? 
typically the hat first, but if there is a dress that I have my eye on and I know that I, I think would be perfect for my shape, I, 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 I yes. get the hat or get the dress first. So how many events are you preparing for this year? Do you just well, do like, the, you know, that you'll be there the whole week for, for Breeders' Cup for Derby even. Well, for Derby, we will, um, I'll go out there and we'll go to the backside and capture content for what we call our Breeders' Cup alumni. So Echo Zulu, I know she is going to be a big focus for us. Um, so I'll probably be out there on Thursday morning is when we're thinking. And then, um, yeah, Thursday to Saturday, it'll be, you'll see me running around. I'll have my cell phone with me and I'll be do, capturing something, so. Haley, <laughs> I may be finding your barn and changing there too. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, you are more still. than welcome. <laughs> and where in the world to change back there? Um, let's say you guys, either you're with family or you're celebrating with work friends. Do you have like top places that you love to go celebrate for like restaurants and hang out for different occasions or even places? Like I feel like a lot of the listeners, they like these off the wall places throughout Kentucky right? That they haven't heard. They're like, oh, right. There's some place in near Georgetown that I recommended like a lot. And it's been on like Travel Channel and Food Network. But do you have like places like that, that you think this is my find, or this is my place with my group or my family I like to go to? Well, we, I will tell you that um, every year after Oaks, we go as a family to Ruth Chris. So that is where we celebrated Serengeti on Chris's Oaks victory. And uh, I got to say, it's just that that view and that Can't go um, wrong. and those memories, it, they're they're impossible to uh, forget. Another place uh, uh, is has a special place in my heart because I got my very first job um, as a hostess there. Is is the Village Anchor? Uh, they they do it right. The food is consistently always good, and and the drinks are right up there as well. So yes, I was going to say consistent. They never they never disappoint, even through COVID and staffing shortages. They are like always like on the money every single time. Absolutely. Any places like further out Lexington area, or if you get out that way, what any places throughout there that you recommend? Oh yeah. So, uh, Frank and Dino's is, um, a little Italian Dino's. restaurant. Okay. That, yeah, <laughs> it, it opened, it opened this, um, this fall, this past fall. And it, I, I eat there more than I should, my, my poor belly, but, um, it is so good. They have like this meatball that's the size of your head and it melts in your mouth. Um, but if you want to be healthy, you can get a salad there too. Um, and then Tony's as well, downtown is, um, a great spot for, um, I've had some of the best steaks of my life there. And, uh, of course, Jeff Ruby's, you can't go wrong there too. Yep. So, yeah. Don't you just love Kentucky? Like I know that New Orleans is one of the greatest cities in the world. I'm a little biased because I, I live there too. But for you to have these opportunities in New Orleans and Louisiana, but then to choose to kind of come back up here and do the work, I mean, Kentucky just must be a special place for you too. It, you know, it is. And in fact, um, so New Orleans is symbol is the Florida Lee, so is Louisville's. So um, I always like to say that that's my symbol because it uh, reminds me of both my homes. And I really, truly believe that they're both New Orleans and Louisville are my home. So yeah. do you have any picks for me for and, and listeners as far as like um, Oaks, Derby, anybody that I, we should be watching right now? So I've got to say the string that ran at the fairgrounds this year was a really impressive group. And I got like, I keep a lookout for them to both perform big on both Derby and Oaks Day. So 
Echo Zulu, the Breeders' Cup alumni, and um, Epicenter. Uh, they they all they both trained there over the winter, and they're just yeah. All right, I have them down. I'm taking all my early notes, right? Oh, Haley, thank you so much. Your parents must be so proud of you. I hate to sound like, you know, I mean, you're just, you and your sister, I think your family's just doing amazing things, but I just think in your own right, what you're doing, I'm fascinated with the fact of people trying to capture a younger generation of horse enthusiasts and thoroughbred lovers. It's just, it needs to be done. And so they just have to be awfully proud of you. Well, thank you. I um, It's funny, like I said, uh, my mom has been following you for years. So the fact that we've finally How just- How are you? Connected. She's raised you right. She has. Oh my God. <laughs> she has. She has. So she was so excited. I told her that you'd reached out to me. She was so excited. So. Well, I think, I think that listeners and followers in Thoroughbred Racing, they want to find younger people that are on the move and you are, right? You're on the move. You're making your own mark that it's, it's hard like not to notice it on Instagram or any place on social media that, oh, wow, Haley's doing stuff. <laughs> I want to live well, Haley's you. life. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Anytime, y'all. You can, you can live vicariously through my Instagram. A very special thank you to Haley for taking the time to talk with me on the podcast. And remember, the Breeders' Cup World Championships are coming up November 4th and 5th. It's all happening at Historic Keeneland. And for more information, go to Breeders' Cup. Have a great week, everybody. Cheers.